This is exactly right. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I, uh, I, there's uh, been some drama, some pet drama in my neighborhood. Why? Well, there's a dog that is muscular like a human. Yeah. This dog looks like the rock. Yep. And... There's two separate occasions where I've, I'm pulling up to my place and I didn't see it happen, but that dog just bit a passing dog on a leash. Oh, right. It's happened twice now. So that's just the times I've seen it. And I do feel like a weird pet detective because <laughs> I heard him say to the woman who was checking her dog, which had blood on its neck, like this is a big yeah. pit combined with another scary dog. And he said, oh, he never does this. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> Four or five months ago, I remember fully picking up a dog. And like this dog, I don't know how many dogs this dog has bitten, but he jumps over the fence. Oh. And I've pet that this scary dog, and he's sweet to humans, but he wants to murder little dogs. Yeah. Meanwhile, this cat that is my neighbor's that they called the mooch, his color says the mooch. <laughs> That's because you don't take care of him and he's skinny. And now he just waits at my door and I let him in. He wants, he's asking me to be his new owner, but he's got a collar on and he's, it's just these folks had a baby. I leave my windows open. You can learn a lot. Anyway, I think I... Here's the thing. You can always take a collar off. That cat doesn't know its name is the mooch. It's like suddenly that's Charlie McCarthy yeah. and you're done. That's your cat. I think I should do that, but I did talk to them. I was like, hey, are you guys the Mooch's parents? <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's our cat. And I'm like, you just had a baby, right? Because I could see the baby. I, I could see what's happening. They don't care about the cat anymore. They have a human baby. Should I ask them next time I see them, hey, do you want me to adopt your cat? I do like No, they don't them. want you to. They don't want you to. So I have to break the law and steal their cat. You, I mean, I don't you're giving me permission? I was doing a joke. <laughs> now I feel like I need to say, hey, don't do that. Okay, I won't do that. But I am going to let him visit. I don't feed him either. Here's the thing. Don't feed him because then he'll be at your house all the time. But L.A. cats, when they are left outside, 
they go and live entire second secret lives. I guess so. I mean, like that's that's a very common thing. So and because this cat's name is the Mooch, <laughs> I think he has a history of befriending neighbors. <laughs> But he asks for nothing. He just comes in and sits and stares at me. It's actually kind of creepy, but I've grown to like him. Whatever. There's a lot of pet drama, and I just wanted to get it off my teats. <laughs> what if you adopted a, cat, a big fat cat, and then you got it a tag that, and named it the Gooch? And then <laughs> Cat Wars. Then the drama goes up 10. I'm just saying, jump in there. Be a part of it. Yeah, I should be part of the community. You know who else should be part of the community? Our guest today. Oh, God, you're so good at these guest segues. <laughs> Jump on this guest segue with me and we'll go pick up <laughs> our guest for the day. You've seen her at clubs and colleges all over the country. A lot of colleges. <laughs> She's also been on this podcast a handful of times. Yes. I think. Three. At least. I think so. Three, maybe? Yeah, two or three. She's a... Ixnay, oh, I'm doing the intro. She's been on this <laughs> podcast three times. You know her. You love her. That's right. It's Fortune Feimster. Fortune. Woo! Yeah. This is a real honor to be back. You aren't doing colleges anymore, are you, Fortune? <laughs> um, I was about to say no. Yeah. And I literally have a college next Thursday. <laughs> yes. See, I told you. <laughs> and is it all over the country? <laughs> I don't do many because colleges, your soul hurts after a lot of those gigs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. We've established that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So rough. There's only a handful of good college gigs. <laughs> but I don't know why. I was like, yeah, it sounds good. Is yours at noon? Um, It's at like 7 p.m. and it's in a way too big of a theater. <laughs> Sometimes you want to tell these colleges like, let's lower the bar a little bit because <laughs> yeah. no college promotes them, the shows. Yeah. I, I don't know why they don't promote them. And then when, like, 50 people show up, they go, it's fine. We had to spend the money anyway. <laughs> you go, okay, all right. Right. There is a, they were breathing down our necks to spend this money. Yeah. yeah. So don't worry about it. Can we You're give like, you more? Fine. I once had a hockey team come to my show in uh, a college in Boston, and they told me that they got in trouble with their coach and they were allowed to pick their punishment. And my my show was part the of their punishment. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so I I heckled these guys the entire show. Oh, okay. Did they say we want to be roasted, sort of? They were in the back there, but the, I mean it was like 30 guys and yeah. you know that's not usual and they were very like jock broy guys yeah, and yeah. i literally stopped the show i said i just have to i have to ask like you guys in the back like you're not my normal crowd <laughs> what brings you here and the guy goes we got in trouble and we're allowed to pick our punishment, so we picked your show. <laughs> that was the I I I hope that you really let a lot of oh. people think that stand up. You're just it's part of it. It's totally normal that you're going to get roasted by the comedian. Yeah, people go, oh, I don't want to sit up front because you're going to mess with me. Oh my god! In a perfect world, we would never even interact. <laughs> I would do my material, and you'd be quiet like you're at a play. Yeah, yeah. I don't normally roast anyone, nor do I. 
do that, but and they were in the very very back, and I just the, so the whole show I just kept going back to them, going <laughs> just just nailing these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this was a while ago, but it was a real treat that will always stay with me. Do you honestly think it was a punishment, or do you think that guy was being sassy? It was the entire team was there. It was hundred <laughs> percent punishment. <laughs> And like I think he thought like he was complimenting me like hey but we picked you <laughs> like it was either you know 50 suicides or you <laughs> Yeah we were either have to do a half hour of cardio That's so funny or sit here through this Big old lesbian stand-up <laughs> set. <laughs> I was doing some college back east, and at the end, I know I've told the story 15 times on this show, but but we don't care about stuff like that. That's so, right. So feel free to repeat anything. Oh, but, yeah. Good. Even um, the t-shirt that you wore last time. Yes, Just kidding. Uh, that was it. what you said. It's probably the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> but in near the end of my set, and this was at the beginning of this of this run, I think I had maybe 25 minutes of material. Yeah. And then by the end, I had kind of worked it out with myself enough so that it was lasting at least 45. Oh, <laughs> at nice. At least the like legal uh, right. limit, whatever. But near the end of my set, the football team came in from, like they had just finished practice. So literally holding their gear and stuff. <laughs> right. And they sat in the back and I had this bit about the National Cheerleading Championships, and I was just kind of being an asshole and being mean about the, watching the National Cheerleading Championships. And at one point, this guy goes, like mid-joke, this guy goes, hey, my mama's a cheerleader. Oh. And then everyone starts laughing. And I, of course, start laughing because it was fucking hilarious. And he did it really loud. He was like, it yeah. was like a... Like he was an opera singer. And then I was like, that's the funniest it's going to get tonight. Thanks, everybody. And I just I just wrapped the show up. You're like, good it's night. Like, you nailed it. It's not going to get better than that. That's amazing. <laughs> My mom is a cheerleader. My mom is a cheerleader. <laughs> and what if she was? Yeah, what if she was? What if she was? Then she can come fight me. Yeah, they have cheerleading yeah. parents. Yes. It's a hardcore uh, sport. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I just, yeah, when I do colleges, I just can't believe how young they are. I thought I was such a grown-up when I was in school, and I, they're children. Oh, they're, they're totally they're children. They're babies. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really weird to, I, I go on stage and I go, what are we going to relate to yeah. with each other? Why am I here? <laughs> I do. At, just at, anyone should do their due diligence as, as a host and do some uh, Wikipedia I was reading about about you, Fortune, some things I didn't know. Oh, yeah? But at your graduation, mm -hmm. there was an actress that spoke, because at mine, J.K. Simmons spoke. He went to that college, that Oh, actor. yeah? Wow. And then you ended up being her assistant in L.A.? Yeah. Is that true? It's true, yeah. She was the commencement speaker. She was an actress from North Carolina, um, and she got... Uh, asked to speak at our graduation. I was a student speaker and uh, crushed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we hit it off. And so that's what it was. You crushed. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh my God, I've never seen a student speaker crush like that. Will you come work for me? 
Well, she just kind of was like, let me know if you ever need anything. And I, yeah. I was just like, what am, you know, what am I going to need from an actress in Los Angeles? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, it's just a testament to your likability because I just read a couple sentences and I'm like, oh, yeah, I assume that's what happened. But then it went yeah. on to say that her neighbor was like a L.A. Weekly journalist or something and then you got a job <laughs> with her neighbor look at that i just uh, got a lot of jobs through people so that's true too that is true too yeah i so i got I randomly hired to be her assistant i uh, i didn't start till a year later because long story short i moved to spain for a year oh shit. and when i got home the job was still available so i this was 2003 i moved out to la not knowing what i was doing i had no desired to be an actor or comedian. I had never done comedy. I had done theater and I stunk. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but this may, might be a cool life experience. And then I sucked as an assistant um, because I was a baby. I didn't know LA. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. where anything was. And I'm trying to flip through Thomas guides while not yeah, being yeah. hit oh. by other cars. And I was there maybe a year, maybe a little longer. But her neighbor, yeah, wrote for the... LA Daily News and was basically that speech. She goes, I heard from your graduation speech that you can write. Do you want to cover? God, you killed that speech. That speech. I mean, it was really good, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, do you want to cover like movie premieres and events for me like once or twice a week at night? And I was like, yeah, because I suck at being an assistant. So <laughs> I did them both for a while. And then that led to a, another journalism job that I had for the next, like, six years. Oh, wow. That's so cool that it's, like, the first person you met and <laughs> yeah. then the second person you met when you moved here. So weird. Because I, I, I didn't know anyone else, and it was such a scary thing to move to L.A. I mean, I'm from a town of 10,000 people, so I'm <laughs> like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and it was hard. It was hard to make friends. I was just, yeah. like, the you know, professionally, it was, like, cool that I just... Suddenly it was a journalist. If I wanted to be a journalist, I would have been like, hey, I made it. <laughs> um, but I discovered improv doing the Groundlings because I wanted to make friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, so comedy only came because I was lonely and wanted <laughs> to make friends. <laughs> that tracks. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And a lot of my friends I still have from, from those Groundlings days. Well, it's oddly not that long ago. Like, I remember when we both were in the waiting room at the improv for Last Comic Standing oh and you God. kept advancing. <laughs> that was what? 2005 or six? Like, uh, that was 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. That, that tracks then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was broke. That journalism job actually came to an end right around that same time uh, because all the these newspapers were folding and they had to let yeah. me go. And so that was kind of like, I only did Last Comic Standing because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. <laughs> uh, nobody wants to hire me for any comedy-related anything. And uh, it was just like, a, you know, one last grasp at straws and... And that turned it around. I was there for that, member. I know, yeah, Karen. I was calling Karen because I had met Karen through uh, Akbar shows. And I was like, beg Karen to help me write jokes because I only <laughs> had like 10, 15 or 15 minutes of material. I'm like, Karen! She was like my savior. 
But also, you know, I wrote on that season of Last Comic Standing because mm. Paige was my savior. Yeah. Giving me jobs when <laughs> I just <laughs> had no jobs. I had the hugest mortgage. And so I, with Hugh Moore, was writing Patter for, for Craig Robinson. Oh, right. Who hosted that season. Yeah, that's right. And watched all of you guys do that and go through the heartbreak of being on Last Comic Standing. No one, <laughs> no one... It seems to me, having watched it from behind the scenes a couple of times, it's a very painful process for everybody, no matter how far they get or don't get or whatever. Mm -hmm. Every comic seems to get their heart super broken on that show. Yeah. I think the first year I did it, I enjoyed it. But after that, yeah, nothing but sadness. And then as a comic, (laughs) you don't really get to watch anyone else. You're just waiting in a room, a holding area. Yeah. But yeah, I remember Fortune, you coming in and clearly it had just gone well. And all these cameras came in like they didn't follow everyone else into the green room. And so that's how I knew you did great. I didn't see a moment of it, but we were all... They were the other camera people just started following me a bunch of places. Yeah. And um it people were very mystified because no one really knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of the I, I knew a handful of the LA comics, but there were all these New York comics that I, I had no idea who they were. Like that was when Nikki Glazer and Rachel Feinstein and Michelle Buteau, they were all there. I didn't know yeah. who anyone was. I knew Michelle briefly. Tommy Jonigan. Yeah, I didn't know him. Yeah. I knew like Taylor Williamson and that was like it. <laughs> so he and I would walk to the Galleria together in Glendale uh, <laughs> during filming. So this was pre-Americana. This is yeah. how long ago that was. <laughs> Crazy. A whole mall wasn't there. Yeah. It's insane. And it, it is funny how you get wrapped up. Like, you definitely get wrapped up in the experience because I, if I had kept going, I, I truly would have had no material. And <laughs> and I remember just, I remember, like, getting eliminated and being, like, sad. Like, the camera starts coming in closer, trying to see if they'll catch a tear yeah. uh, rolling down your face. And you, and they make you, like, really invested in it. You're like, I didn't move on. But then, like, afterwards, Paige was like, yeah, but you didn't have any more material. And I'm like, I know, but still. <laughs> uh, I love those, those early days. I remember walking in on one of those shows, one of those, like, uh, you know, I think it was down to eight people or something, and walking mm-hmm. in, I think it's the Arrow, not the Arrow Theater. Oh, uh, that theater in Glendale. Oh, the uh, the Alex, the Alex Theater. Yeah, right. Where I think. and like the audience was lined up. Yeah, and I was I had been somewhere else, and I had to come around the corner and walk through the front doors, and so I just had like you know pr- it was like I was a producer essentially, mm-hmm. and I remember walking by and then just being like, oh, I, I had a stomachache for you guys, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was that thing of like this is the part of stand up. Or I guess show business, because mm-hmm. regular stand-up never has that vibe. You're just never in that part of it. But like competing and judging and comparing stand-ups makes yeah. no fucking sense. No. It just doesn't. It's like it's like room to room, show to show. Everybody has a different time. It's all mental. And it's it's mental and it is the audience. It's like it's mm-hmm. how comfortable you can get yourself in the position that you're in. But with a thing like that, where it was like a thousand people. I mean, that that yeah. theater was humongous. It was intense. I was so grateful I, w- I didn't have to worry about that part of it. I was just like, yeah. whoo, behind the camera. Yeah, I was so grateful. 
I get I'd get eliminated way before the theater portion. <laughs> You're like, I'm good at just the Hollywood improv. Let's let's leave it there. I don't yeah. want to go yeah, to that dumb yeah, theater. Yeah, that's as far as I took it. It's like <laughs> I feel comfortable here. And Paige is has always been the sweetest. And I in an interview, a post interview, they said, What are you gonna do now? And I'm like, just put on a disguise and come audition again tomorrow. And then she's like, will you actually do that? And I'm like, okay. So I came the next day with a mustache. Oh, that's and so said, funny. Hi, I'm Christian Fairchild. I'm a New York man. I, and, I, and it was kind of an inside joke. And oh. then I made it to the semifinals as a oh. character. But they didn't want to go into that whole story. They just showed my original crappy set. Yeah. So it didn't even make sense. Whatever. But I didn't. That was fun, at least. I love that Paige let me do that. Just That is funny. She's like, yeah, whatever. It's always great when the people in charge are actually very funny themselves right. and know how they know funny people and they know good ideas. Yeah. yeah Even if sure. the audience hated me, she liked me. Yep. That's right. <laughs> that's all that matters. She's a tough critic. So that's high praise. She hates everybody. <laughs> she hates everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can safely say Paige doesn't hate me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I still to this day get nervous anytime I tape any form of stand-up. Yeah. It's it's nerve-wracking because in a live show, you're like, yeah, famous a word, who cares? You'll make stuff up as you go. You'll piece things together. You might forget one thing, but it doesn't really, you know, whatever the order is. But when you're filming, it's I do still get those butterflies. Maybe it's because I'm not religious, but were you nervous shooting your special in a church <laughs> i don't know why that would make it'd be just an extra voice like oh you should have been religious i did feel the lord was judging me the whole time <laughs> yeah um, well we had actually i had been asked to do shows for this uh charlotte comedy festival and that's where they booked me was in that theater and then when we sold my special we go oh well, actually i'm doing shows in this theater and you know in the fall and I had never seen it, so I had no idea about it. I just saw pictures of it, and it looked really cool, and it was a, a pretty theater. And it wasn't until we finalized everything that I started looking up information on it, and they go, this is also a church. And I was like, oh, what? Just giant stained, stained glass windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. And I, oh, and okay. I, it just seemed like, but then like when I started looking at my material, I was like, this is actually pretty perfect because <laughs> I talk about you know growing up in the church and... And how that was like my early childhood and then obviously uh, veered off from that at some point. But so it seemed kind of like this weird full circle moment of like, now I'm in a church, this out gay comedian, and I tricked all of you into thinking you were in a theater, but you're actually in a church. Oh, I 100% <laughs> thought that was like your childhood Methodist church. <laughs> I didn't know it was a theater. It's clearly a church. My childhood Methodist church is just red carpet everywhere. So, so much red carpet. <laughs> that must have been like the cheaper carpet or something because it doesn't seem... I'm, wait, you, were you really Methodist or are you uh -huh. just saying that? Oh, I really was, yeah. That's hilarious because I feel like in, <laughs> in Catholic churches, red and burgundy is usually what the carpet uh, color is too. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, try to get a runner... In any other color. <laughs> They're always red. Because of Hollywood. I think red is part of the Methodist, like, emblem or, like, it's all always red stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. The logo Our, yeah. is a cross with, like, a little red sash on it. 
Or yeah. it's flames. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody was just like, let's go all red. Go with it. And it's so much red. It's very jarring when you walk in there. You're like, whoa, it's really red in here. At Christmas, it's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's got to be. I, that's all I think of when I think of churches. I think Christmas. What church did What church did you go to? Oh, it was in a river runs through it. It was like oh. famously the church that the dad was the preacher at. Oh, and it's in the movie and everything. Tom Skerritt. Wow, that was a good movie for Brad Pitt looks wise. He was very handsome in that movie. Other yeah. times, eh. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, Other times he's hard to look at, but that one film. Ooh, real fugly. <laughs> <laughs> he was very handsome in that movie. He looks good fly fishing, that Brad Pitt. He does. Something about, yeah, that long, those long locks and fly fishing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Growing mm -hmm. up around that, in where exactly they shot, a river runs through it, where there are three rivers that go through town. There's so yeah. much pressure to be a fisherman. Were you a fisherman? <laughs> a beautiful fisherman? I never, I've never once even tried it. Never? I Maybe once. I've been fly fishing. It's pretty fun. But it was in Alaska. I went in Alaska where like you throw out a line and uh, you're going to get catch like 20 salmon. Mm. Yeah, I think the time that you're supposed to like have the fly just hover over the water, you whip it and it comes back and you're supposed to, the fish is supposed to jump out of the water to get your fly. But every time I did it, that's why I said <laughs> I've never really done it because I've just lazily let it float on the surface of the water and then a fish gets it and it's like, oh, look at me. Look at me, I did it. And everyone around you is frustrated, like, well, you did it wrong. You did like, it. Yeah, you didn't let it hover. Yeah, you got to let it hover. That's why you don't fish, Chris, is because it sounds really competitive and, like, there's a bunch of fishermen ready to criticize. Yeah. It is. It's very competitive in the small group you go with. These, <laughs> these judgy fishermen. <laughs> you, Tom Skerritt, Brad Pitt, just on your back, at your throat. <laughs> We're all wearing the same <laughs> pair of dumb waiters. <laughs> <laughs> dumb or waiters. dumb waiters. That's totally different. <laughs> waiters. Just regular dumb, waiters. Regular dumb waiters. waiters. <laughs> Fortune, um, Annalise, our producer, did some research for us. Oh. we've Have we talked about the fact that you went to a debutante ball when you were a teen? I don't know if you and I have talked about it. I, I mentioned it in my Netflix special, um, but we just like, I kind of skimmed over it because Paige, speaking of Paige Hurwitz, <laughs> made me talk about it. Yes. Because not many people knew that I am in fact a debutante. <laughs> and she goes, you have to tell people this. I go, why? <laughs> it's embarrassing. Wait, it's a caliber that you achieve like at a pageant level? There's no achievement to it. It's like <laughs> your mom, like if your mom was one, they'll oftentimes like ask the daughter of the mom to be one, but it's this hoity-toity thing. And Paige thought it was interesting because I grew up not having money and she just thought poor debutante was hilarious. <laughs> and long story short, my mom's family had a lot of money back in the day. Her dad was a very successful contractor who built like schools and churches and houses all over North Carolina. And then he died when she was like 17 unexpectedly. And my grandmother, through a series of bad like business decisions and other family drama, lost basically all the money Ugh. that he left her. By the time I was like coming up, there was no money. And my dad 
did not come. My dad came from like a trailer, like he hitchhiked to school. Um, so very different worlds that my parents had. And so I grew up more, I had like manners and stuff from my grandmother always instilling that in me. But I grew up more of like hanging out, you know, at the Hooters, eating chicken wings, <laughs> watching NASCAR. And then I suddenly am like about to go into my senior year of high school and I get this invite to be in a debutante. And I'm like, God, no, this is horrific. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And my mom, trying to relive her glory days, was like, you will do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like held hostage. I was like, I begrudgingly had to go through. What are some- the, yeah, are, what are the... What the did they judge you on? Like, what? This is a dinner fork. This is a salad fork. Yeah, yeah. Opera length gloves. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Oh. Well, the, so the summer before your senior year of high school, you, it's a lot of luncheons. It's a lot of manners. Like, here's how you, you know, place settings. Here's what you do. It's a lot of like little sandwiches, and you're just chatting <laughs> with like women of a certain age who have money. And you're just like, thank you for the luncheon. You know, it's all very like <laughs> minding. It's just being your... nice to old people. Being nice to old people <laughs> who have a lot of money. Yeah, getting ready to socialize with those old people. Yeah. This is what you're marrying into. Yeah. That's right after you graduate high school. And then Christmas of your freshman year of college, you have to come home and do the debutante ball where you wear a large gown that looks like a wedding dress and the yeah, the big white gloves. Your brother or your father walks you down and presents you to society. It's so, yeah, it's so like not me. Uh, But my mom was just being like, oh, you know, like she was so in her element. And uh, when I was trying to figure out the jokes for the special, like I I didn't know how we were going to pay for it. And I was like, we can't do this. How are we going to pay for it? And I would come home and the couch would be missing because <laughs> my mom sold it to pay for the luncheon. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. You have to, it's like an investment. Yeah, you have to pay for that dumb stuff. Can you win? Do you win at the end? No one wins. Is there a winner? It's, you know, the South, like old yeah, society, yeah. like, like, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses kind of vibe. It's, I, you know, it's even more antiquated now. I don't know. I think they still have it. I have no idea. I think it's a Southern thing. That kind of thing is not no, up it's in not. Montana. Yeah. It started in like Paris, I think. It's national. Mm. It's just, it's for rich people. That's why most of us don't know anything oh. about it. Because it's essentially like, you don't win, but you are socializing with the mothers of the men that hopefully you will date and then marry yeah. because they want money to marry money so that it all stays at the top, yeah. essentially. I didn't meet anyone. No husbands. <laughs> you didn't? I'm sorry. I know. No husbands. So it was a real bust. <laughs> you didn't land a man, so you had to go to L.A. and become a journalist instead. What's that? All the painters coming <laughs> oh, in. Painter. Today, are you coming? Is that it? Are you coming back or... Thank you. I really, I want him to come in and say I some of the things he talks. did to the house. Well, we well, they told us that they're like, this is the last day we're not coming back. But that's why I was like, are you coming back? And he's like, we'd love to come back. Thank you. Because he didn't finish everything. Anywho. I'm telling you, I've been watching this old house. I, I always knew about this old house. Yeah. And I didn't know it was such a regional like Boston thing. And they show like, 
time-lapsed footage of them actually building houses. It's fascinating. Yeah. I like all the interviews. I like even when they're talking about plumbing fixtures. So I'd love it if you could call that guy in and just in. say what he was doing today. <laughs> he was poking his head through the door like, bye bye <laughs> I was like, well, we still have several rooms left. He's like, Bye-bye. <laughs> See you, friend. <laughs> See you soon. We've been going through like three months of renovations, and this was supposed to be the final day, but I guess Monday's the final day. That's right. Yeah. It always lasts so much longer than mm-hmm. anyone expects. Yeah. Is it an old house that you're modernizing? I've had this house for like eight years and just have barely touched it in yeah. the, the, all the time I've had it. And uh, we just started looking around, like everybody going, oh, <laughs> we like, you know, the walls are dingy and we got our floor, our floors are old. This is a house, the house is like 1947. So the floors needed some love. We got them stained and sanded and, uh, and our furniture, like our couch was so bad that we tried to like donate it and they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> and we we're like, oh, it, it was, it was that bad. You, no, you should sell it and get into another debutante pageant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't live my life very fancy, as you can see. But we, we just did the, some of the basic stuff. But these these painters, it's been a journey. <laughs> We're like, is that supposed to be a giant bubble in the hallway? They're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who can say, really? I who mean, can say? who can you're, say? You're like, is that how the wall's supposed to be patched? It's like six holes are jabbed into the wall with like <laughs> some putty over it. You're like, I don't think it's supposed to look like that. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, especially when there's two ladies involved, they just, everybody looks at you like, what do you want? And you're like, we, we just want pretty walls. When I was in, early in college, I painted my mom's house because she asked me to. And I didn't really know what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I had some friends show me some stuff. But I went and looked at it recently, totally just trespassing because I don't know who lives there now. But I wanted <laughs> to see. I really think I did a good job. Like, all the mm. lines are straight. I didn't use any tape. It's all done. By, oh. I mean, it was outside. It's kind of, you can get away with more with outside than indoors. But yeah. There should be no bubbling. No. Well, if it's bubbling, it means I'd, the lesbian part it's of me troubling. does know this. It mean, if it's bubbling, it's troubling. <laughs> I should have told him that. Uh, it means it wasn't sanded properly. All right. Mm. So. Well, yeah, I never did. I didn't. That was that's the least fun is scraping everything <laughs> off. Well, the prep work is the worst part of painting yeah. for sure. That's why everybody skimps on that part. Yeah. But that's what makes it suck if you didn't prep it right. That's right. And they, of course, don't want to go back. After yeah, that, exactly. Just like, no, I just want it to be over. During quarantine, which was actually kind of fun, because then I had people at my house all the time because mm-hmm. I had some shelves put in. And then the one time it rained in 2020, after like three days of rain, I looked and I was like, oh, there was bubbling on this one, you know, window frame. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I'm going to show the guys when they show up. And we all stood around and the guy's like, you know, this is really bad, right? Because that water's coming from the roof. The roof, roof yeah. And oh, shit. It was that thing where like slowly but surely, thing after thing, where I ended up having to re-roof <gasps> part of my no. roof. 
really? Repaint the whole thing. They had to replay yeah. to put the electrical in. It was like a whole, once you pull that yeah. thread, you're screwed. I know. It's oh, amazing. That, yeah. But it was nice because then guys were showing up every once in a while. I was like, hey, what's up? I had a little bit of company. Like companions. Yeah. <laughs> Some paid companions. There you go. It was nice in quarantine. I don't know why it affected me so much when I was a kid, that movie, The Money Pit, where mm. Tom Hanks. Because <laughs> it's so hilarious. Shelley yeah, Long movie, movie. And everything's full. I remember it stressing me out. It's like, because you get so excited. They buy this fancy house. And it literally topples over on them. It was fucking horrifying. <laughs> so funny. The part where he falls through the floor, we lost our minds. Because that movie and like... Oh, and the carpet is keeping... So his body, he can't oh, yeah. get out. He's in like it's a like, little carpet pocket yeah, in the like floor. And Shelley Long is like, oh, get out of there. Or whatever. It's so funny. And we were... Pro I was probably like 12 or something. Yeah. And it was on cable. And we watched The Money Pit probably... 15 times because it would, we were just like, oh, yeah. it's on again. Everyone gather around. They need to make movies like that again. I'm like, yeah. bring back those silly comedies. For real. Yeah. Or make, yeah, make Tom Hanks do slapstick again. He was so, <laughs> like the man with one red shoe. I remember him making me laugh so hard without even saying anything, just by falling over and yeah. to think that he just became this uh, Oscar full on serious actor. He's an Oscar guy. We're like, we love big. <laughs> yeah. Come back to your roots. <laughs> yeah, eat your tiny corn. Come on, you son of a bitch. God, that guy. I would. If I saw Tom Hanks, I'd call him son of a bitch right to his yeah, face. son of a bitch. He'd love it. He would love it. Eat that tiny corn, you son of a bitch. Tom Hanks <laughs> went to Sac State, which is the college I uh, dropped out, was kicked out of, uh -huh. attended for a year Bragger. and a half. Uh, right? Um, but he was in the drama department. So, and that's, I, most of my classes that I didn't fail were in the drama department. Yeah. And um, they talked about him all the time. It was, it was just like, I mean, rightfully so, but it was like everybody worshiped that guy. And, and they all talked about what a natural, what an obvious talent and what a natural talent he was from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then you're like, how am I doing? Yes. <laughs> Compared to Tom Hanks, what would you say? I remember there was one acting teacher and he went around. One of the things near the end of the class was he would go around and tell you your type. Oh. And I kind of didn't know what it meant per se, but mm -hmm. I was like, so he was just like, you're a leading man and you're da-da-da. And he goes, um, Karen, I think you'd be the mother. Oh. And then he just moved on and I was just like, mm -mm. Like, no. I got to get out of here. Mm -mm. <laughs> You'd be the mother. My drama teacher did not care for me. He was just like, here's a broom. Go sweep. <laughs> Go sweep backstage. <laughs> My older sister was like, the drama teacher loved her. And then six years passed. And then I was in there. Some, I just wasn't taking the craft seriously. And she mm -hmm. could tell. Yeah. She could tell. I was a real disappointment to that drama department. Yeah, but... Guess who's out here doing it, guys? That's we are. Right. Guess who's killing it in show business? <laughs> I was wearing my glasses on my head like this almost all day yesterday. And then I was like, oh, this is a very drama teacher of me. Mm -hmm. And I finally caught myself on like one of the Zooms that I was on. <laughs> I was like, glasses as a headband is very like kooky middle-aged drama teacher. For sure. Uh, I think that might be my new... Uh, the phase I'm going into. You're like, everyone close your eyes, picture a box. 
<laughs> now you're stuck in the box. How are you getting out of this box? Take that box, put it in a river. It's flowing. <laughs> that was okay. the shit. That was the shit. I was always like, what? What's this have to do with acting? Oh, yeah. For real. That's, that's why I didn't ever want to take an acting class is because... I felt like they're going to make you crinkle into a ball and pretend to be a flower growing. Yes. Or mm-hmm. and act out things like that and I'm like I can't cuz they want you to play. Yeah. And I didn't want I'm like can we just go straight to the sarcastic dialogue? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember there was a day uh in one class where they were like everybody uh walk around the room like you're moving through honey. I was just like, this would never happen. Yeah. Like, even in the craziest play in the world, I'm not going to need to know or practice walking through honey. Yeah. There's just, it's not relevant here. Yeah, yeah. Ours was a lot of like, everyone would cry. Just cry. <laughs> yeah. And that's before the teacher got there. I'd look around like, why, why is everyone crying? Is everyone okay? <laughs> just a bunch of angsty oh. 19-year-old girls. <laughs> yep. Feeling things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the other... Th- I was always scared to take a class because I thought the first thing they're going to ask you to do is point and say, cry. Cry right now on command. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. I, I'm it's not for us. <laughs> we found our place. We found comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's all that mattered. I just do comedy on the road and then cry in my hotel. <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. I, While you're I, watching Law and Order by yourself <laughs> in a cold hotel room. I cry at Applebee's in between gigs. <laughs> oh, there's always an Applebee's. Uh, the last time I was home, my friend Adrian and I went to Applebee's. And I swear to God, that place is just, it's rock solid. I mean, you can always get something you want there. Mm-hmm. Something like, have you ever had their pub cheese? Like They have like pretzel Mm-mm. sticks with pub cheese. That's good. It is, I mean. I have had that. You're like, it's cheese, baby. It's probably 7,000 calories. No (laughs) joke. It's like the worst thing you could be eating. But it's so awesome. How do you like a tub of cheese? Yes. I'm a fan. They also have like their low-cal... I went there with my sister in Spokane, the whole family, and they she got some I'm on a diet plate, and it was Mm. in the middle of it. This is so gross. It was not just a hair. It's like someone took one of those... Old brushes, the <laughs> and and just took the hair from a brush no. and put it. Yes, and it was in the sauce. And she's like, "There's not just a hair, but it looked like a malicious fuck this job." Oof! And I'm so tired of working on this locale plate. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, it was so funny to watch the waiter like backpedal and be like, "Well, it could be the basting brush." Uh, some, she's like, well, this is actually... And the guy's like, oh, my God. It was just clearly <laughs> a ball of hair from a brush. And then he rushed Ugh. back. There's no way someone didn't get fired. It was like a malicious dropping wow. of a hairball. That's so gross. And I haven't been... Hey, no offense to Applebee's. You're right. They are usually solid as a rock. But, man, this time... <laughs> it was just some renegade that was working in the kitchen. Who knows yeah. what happened? Yeah. It happens. He that was happens. on the lamb. He ran from the law, and he threw a hairball and a plate, and we just happened to be wrong place, wrong time. Uh, Wait. We've gone far too long without asking Fortune. You were married a year ago, but you just celebrated your wedding yeah. Uh, a couple weekends oh, ago. Oh, okay. You did, yeah. How'd it go? What, will you tell us about it? I sure will. Yeah, we got married 
Uh, a year ago in October, you know, very quickly, we planned it in like three weeks, got an Airbnb and had like five friends that were in our bubble uh, <laughs> come and uh, we Zoomed our family. So it was really, uh, it's not how we planned it, but it was a really awesome, beautiful day. But I think our families were pretty bummed like not to be there and we couldn't really invite many friends. And um, so we always said that we would have something you know, in like a year or whenever it was like safer to do so. And I think our families were like, yeah, whatever. Sure, you will. <laughs> and um, we're like, no, we really are. So it was always our plan that like we basically like our reception part of the wedding would be a year later. So we, yeah, we rented out a place in Palm Springs, this restaurant and had the reception part of the wedding a couple weeks ago. And it was super fun. We had uh, Nina West, who's a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Came and did this, uh, like, a lesbian medley, a <laughs> lip-syncing medley. Like, it was, like, Closer to Fine and uh, Sarah McLaughlin songs and, like, Melissa Ether, like, Come to My Window. It was so funny seeing this hilarious drag queen sing all these lesbian songs. And <laughs> everyone was, like, shouting the words with her and... um. It was just like a really fun, like it was dancing and karaoke and people were just having a ball. It was, the restaurant was perfect because it was like indoor, outdoor. So it wasn't, you didn't feel all covid Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and, and our families came and I think it really was special to them. They felt like, you know, finally they were kind of a part of our celebration and our, a little bit more of our, part of our marriage. And it was really awesome. We even had a... Our, we're friends with Natalie Maines from the the Chicks, formerly the Dixie <laughs> Chicks. Uh, she sang the last couple songs oh, wow. with, with Jax and I what? at karaoke. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, we sang a, a, a Goodbye Earl because uh, that's how Natalie and I met a couple years ago, singing that together for a Comedy Central thing. And then we we uh, because Nina had only sang us a couple snippets of Closer to Find. We ended with Natalie singing Closer to Fine and oh. everybody was just laughing, like singing the words and dancing and it was so fun. Just like one big love fest the whole night. That's amazing. Okay, Natalie Maines has one of the best singing voices of all time. Oh my I mean, God, incredible. Yeah, we, yeah. we I, I made friends with her like four or five years ago and... You know, L.A. is a weird place where you never really think that you'll stay in touch with anyone or that anyone famous is, you're like, oh, they're probably flaky. I don't I don't really have, like, fam- famous friends per se. And um, she's just been, like, a solid person in our life who would, like, oh. every, like, couple months we go to her house and she makes dinner and we talk and play, pu- like, put puzzles together. It's a very... <laughs> <laughs> lovely friendship, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah beautiful. Very normal, and um, and so it was so cool that she she came and uh, she actually doesn't. Uh, she's not like you always assume that singers just want to sing all the time. And <laughs> <Yeah. she's> like, <laughs> do you? I do. I was like, if I could, if I could sing like her, you wouldn't give me to shut up. Yeah, for real. And uh, she she's a little. She's not like. She's kind of like, yeah, no. So I didn't, I didn't want to like pressure her, but I was like, at the end, I was like, you have to sing the last song. Come on. And she was like, such a good sport about it. That's so awesome. I guess it is like someone expecting us to be funny. 
I guess it would be like, a, you know, having, yeah. a, assuming a comedian's going to get up and tell 10 minutes of jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're kind of like, I'm not working, but... But like with her voice, it is a it, that was a gift she gave you because it's yeah. like yeah, I would say the average comic's like, comic it's like yeah, that's fine. You don't have to make jokes at a <laughs> we wedding don't want your, or something. We don't want like, your jokes. <laughs> that's cool. You can save it. But with something like that, that's like a performance that would like oh, make yeah. the room go insane. Oh, I think yeah. everybody was like couldn't believe it. They were like, what? Like because <laughs> you know their bands like world world famous for being, you know, ostracized and all the stuff that went down with them. And so, like, who doesn't know who they are? So, and uh, she's uh, such a formidable person. So I think everybody was just blown away. Like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. That's um, awesome. And But, you know, she showed up as a friend, as our friend. It was, like, really special. That's so cool. Yeah. So you had already been married. Did you have, like, a wedding planned and then COVID happened? And then you're like, let's just legally do it. We had been engaged at that point for like three years, two and a half years, something like that. And so we always were like, oh, we're going to get married in like late 2020. We didn't have like a date set. And we and we had just started to look at venues and stuff. But we knew we never wanted a traditional wedding. We never wanted like to walk down an aisle and to do any of that stuff. We kind of always thought we'd just have a party. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't like sweating the details of it because we're like we'll just rent a space and have a party um so in early march that's when we were like looking for spaces and then the pandemic hit (laughs) and then we were like well i guess we're not getting married anytime soon yeah and then we just kind of chalked it up to like i guess we're not getting married this year and but it was like bumming jacks out and because we were Reaching a certain age that I think she thought we would both be married by. And, totally. Um, and I understood that. And so I think what kicked us into gear was, and this it sounds silly, but at the time it, we really didn't know what was going to happen, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Yeah. And as soon as she died, I think every gay person felt this like, oh, shit kind of feeling. <laughs> Um, because we, you know, the election was looming and it wasn't looking yeah. good at the time. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, what if we can't get married next year? Like, so we just really, honestly, we were like, I think we got to get married legally because we know we want to get married, but like, we don't want to have missed the boat if something happens. Yeah. Our other guest, Ian, did that. I love the idea of having two weddings. The wedding for the two of you. Yeah. And then the party for everyone else and family and everything. Mm-hmm. I actually highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I really do. We never set out to do that, but the vows part got to be totally about us. And, you know, we had a couple friends there and there was no family drama. It was just like everybody just had this beautiful afternoon in the middle of this dark year. And, you know, we got to just, like, enjoy the day. And then once we had the party, we weren't as worried about the... We weren't sweating the small stuff because we were like, we're already married, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it just got to be a true celebration. We still kept it small because of COVID times. Um, so we didn't, like, go all out like we might have normally, but it was what we had was perfect for us. Love that. Yeah. Also, I hate so much that that 
people's rights are threatened because one, you know, liberal mm-hmm. justice dies. It's just these times we're in are so fucked. And on yeah. top of it, like mid-pandemic, you guys have to worry about something like that. I know. But I'm glad you did it, you know? Like, I'm glad you got it done. Well, everyone's like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Like, gay marriage isn't in jeopardy. But there are a lot of things that, I mean, there are things that you thought aren't in jeopardy that come up and you're like, yeah. wait, what? wait, are we... Revisiting Roe versus Wade? Yeah. Like, what's happening? There's a lot of shit in Jeopardy that's yeah. like, people need to stop being shocked about it and start going, we got to do something about it. Yeah, no, you know, with a 6-3 or whatever it was, was that the Supreme Court? I, I don't know. It's uh, very much not in our favor. Right. Uh, yeah. The Supreme Court. So, you know, they just nominated Amy What's her face? Yeah. And uh, you go, well, that doesn't bode well for us. And Mm-mm. you got these other ones over here that you don't know what, you know, you know where two of them stand. The other guys, you're like, I don't know what you're going to do. So <laughs> you just never know. And we just were like, uh, how much would it suck to have been together for six years and missed her window to get married? <laughs> <laughs> so we were oh. like, let's not take the chance. And. Uh, luckily, you know, there was a, a huge silver lining once uh, the election hit, but also we're so happy that we did it how we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. And then, you know, you, you feel bad, like, picking the guest list is, like, the, the biggest nightmare. You're like, it's the cause, worst. Because we had to, we knew we had to keep it small and the venue, you know, we can only have so many people with COVID times and you're just like, oh my God. And now I'm like thinking of people. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that person. <laughs> I forgot about that person. But it's just part of it. I think you should do a third one. Yes. yes. I just have multiple people do it with their birthdays. All the, It's my birthday month. For everybody. A wedding decade. <laughs> Somebody said on my Instagram, they're like, I feel like you've gotten married five times. I'm like, I get it. There's a lot of celebrations. Yeah, each one just has a different theme. No, we never did have a traditional Halloween costume wedding. (laughs) Well, because with Instagram, you're always like, this is the anniversary of when Jax and I met. This is the anniversary of our wedding. This is the anniversary of a year after our wedding. You know, it's always like. Because you just need content, baby. Yeah. That's right. You got to <laughs> celebrate something. Now you get a dog. Throw that up there. Yeah. It's either multiple weddings or start inviting your friends and family to each year's honeymoon or like, or the <laughs> anniversary. I'm like, we, yeah. <laughs> we need that Instagram content. Let's celebrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's spawn con. Yeah. Get your spawn con. Your, uh, <laughs> Palm Springs Spawn Con. Mm-hmm. Did you go to any of those casinos in Palm Springs while you were there? I've been to them before, but not this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was a whirlwind, the whole thing. Even our families were like, whoa. like Because we did like the, uh, for our families, we did like the rehearsal dinner. Even <laughs> though there was nothing to rehearse, uh, we took our families to dinner and stuff like that. Our friend Paige had a little brunch uh, for right. us on Sunday. It was very cute. So there was like, so, people were not bored. There was something to do at every second. It was an event destination wedding reception. That's right. You did it. And were you in Town and Country Magazine? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were like, oh. debutante Fortune Feimster <laughs> celebrated her. <laughs> All your debutante <laughs> friends show up. It was a surprise. We They did put our wedding pictures in People Magazine a year ago. And uh, a friend of ours for a wedding gift 
had that People magazine picture with the big people stamp uh, <laughs> printed onto a pillow and sent it to <laughs> us. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was a body pillow for you to share. You can hug your own so we, relationship. We just have this pillow of us with the People magazine stamp. <laughs> and then on the other side is uh, a we have these pictures that we post. Uh, of a wave crashing into us on our wedding day. Oh, that happened to you? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so after we got married, we took a bunch of really beautiful photos. And our wedding photographer, this photographer was like, killed it. She killed it. And the very last shot of the day, we go, let's go by the water and do like, there's these stairs yes. to the water. We're like, let's get this stair picture by the water. We got like this gorgeous photo. And our wedding photographer popped up onto like a rock. And so she's like on a rock and we're like posing on these these stairs. And all of a sudden, Jackson, I feel something like a shadow. We both go like this, like, and then all of a sudden we get pummeled by a wave. This giant wave came out of nowhere, pummeled us. And it missed our wedding photographer. Like she had our entire day's photos on her camera. Somehow just missed her, but she caught the entire series of us posing, oh, that's seeing awesome. it, it coming near us, <laughs> it smacking us, it engulfing us, it leaving us. Oh my god! And then that's us amazing. soaking wet. It was so funny. <laughs> it's like hard not to have mixed feelings. It's like you just took pictures while that was happening. I'm glad you captured it. And it's she, a yeah. it's a sequence on the. Is it a bot? Please let it be a body pillow. I posted it. <laughs> I posted it on Instagram. The series of photos and and the friend picked one of the photos. Oh, that's so great. Because that happened at my sister's wedding too. It was the same thing. They weren't fully bombarded by a wave, but got married on the beach in Carmel. And then yeah. a wave came and all of a sudden we're all in waist deep water and the like the arch and the chairs and everything started floating out to the ocean. We're like, oh, we're littering chairs now. And everyone went in to grab. But it was right at the end. But thank God it was truly the last shot of the day. Our friends were upstairs and we come upstairs just drenched. And they're like, what happened? What? what? <laughs> we're like, we got wet. Yeah. You don't all have water balloon fights at your weddings? What if that photographer put you there on purpose? She's like, this is going to be amazing. This works every time. She might have. She was that good. She would know. <laughs> she was a true pro. She was one of those people that like, I, I don't like a lot of photos of myself and every photo of hers. I was like, oh my God, I'm gorgeous. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I love that. It's always a good idea to get married at the ocean. Yeah. It's just so, you know, symbolically and then it's beautiful. But of course something's going to go wrong. We got baptized. <laughs> we got baptized. We got baptized. We you sinners need to be cleansed of your lesbian <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a baptism. It was a baptism. <laughs> That was the Lord saying that this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wants to sweep y'all out to sea so you can start again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to get them printed out and put it in some sort of frame, but with all of them like in a series next to yes. each other. Line the hallway that can mm -hmm. go over all the bubbling and the poorly yeah. done prep work. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. might we might need that. 
<laughs> that guy's never coming back. No, he is I'm not. sure of it. There's no way. He's like, see you Monday <laughs> or never. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug anything else, Fortune, while we have you here? Yeah, all these theater dates coming up. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll plug two things. If you haven't seen my Netflix special, Sweet and Salty, it's Sweet still and on that platform. Uh, but I'm on, yeah, I'm on a huge uh, stand up tour right now. I'm going all over the country uh, and it's a whole new hour. So I have tickets at fortunefemster.com, but I probably am coming to your city. Um, so check it out. It's been really awesome. I'm doing these really beautiful theaters. And people are so just ready to laugh. So every yeah. show is like, the energy is like nothing I've ever experienced before. It's really cool. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That's so great. come to a show, y'all. <laughs> See Fortune Feimster live. It's a true experience. I've seen her at Akbar. Mm -hmm. And if it's anything like that, <laughs> then it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a whole hour of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume you're doing some more churches turned into theaters. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm, I'm hitting up as many theater churches yeah. as possible. Perfect. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for being on, Fortune. It's good to see you again. Thank yes. you, guys. It's always fun talking to you. Congrats on your anniversary and also wedding. I appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations. I owe you a gift. Oh, actually, I'm I'm gonna get your address after this because I have one to send you. Oh, you do not owe Yes, I do. We don't we didn't even register. We were like, we don't want people worried about us. If you send me the stills of that, the wave crashing, I'll make you an animated gif. Because oh, <laughs> I think it'd be really funny to just be able to replay it. I like that Karen looks like a head right now. I was going to say, I look like a stock photo of someone looking at porn on their own computer. I didn't turn any lights on. It's now like pitch black at night. It's so funny. And I didn't turn any lights on. But when we started, it was fully light. It was fully light. Yeah. The, it's the, getting dark early. I just like the idea that there are stock photos of people looking at porn. Now, now we all have to look that up on Corpus or a Getty. Do you know what your children are doing at night? Every One of those photos. Like. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. For a news, a news package. <laughs> My expression would be like, oh, like oh. oh, salacious, but surprised. Yeah, but winking at your own computer. Ah. Uh, thank you so much for being on Fortune. Yes. Yeah, you guys. Thanks for having me. You're the Great best. Great to see you, friend. Bye, guys. Great to see you. Good to see you. you. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Engineered by Stephen Ray Morris. Mixed by Ryo Baum. Theme song by Karen Kilgara. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And you're welcome. I had to do that. <laughs>